if you could build a business in the modern world as big or as small as you want without having to compromise the things that were the most important to you in the very beginning? This is the Wealthy Consultant Talks podcast with Taylor Welch and Mike Walker. As they share with you today their learning lessons from stories and their experiences over the past 10 to 15 years and share with you right here, right now. Let's get into it. All right. What's up, crew? Welcome back to a TWC Talks where we have the prolific, vibrant, rich AF. Sorry. Wealthy AF. <laughs> Wealthy. Uh, Stay on brand now. Training, consulting trainer of the year, Mike Walker. Okay, okay. You like that? I'll, that I'll roll with good, it. Wasn't it? That, I'll take it. I'll take it. If you're if you're throwing it out like that, I'll take it. You're the consultant trainer of the year every year in my book. Actually, funny, we were on, this rarely happens, Mike, but I'm just going to tell people on air, there's nothing you can do about it because I'm, I'm uh, going and you'd have uh, to interrupt me. Uh-oh. Uh, yesterday we were on our call or one of our calls with a bunch of clients, the hive mind. And these, these cats are crazy smart. Like I tell people, I'm like, I'm not the smartest person in the bunch. Sometimes I'm just the loudest. Um, and so they're, th- they're talking about getting, getting leads and getting clients. And like one of them has, uh, implemented our model. And I don't know if you saw him, uh, talk about this last night, but he, he is up from zero dollars in recurring revenue he was just doing one-off clients here and there it's like 390 grand a year in recurring after a couple of months nice um just from the model implementation and the model install that we have thought of and you said one thing and i was like that is better than anything i've said this entire call and i was like dude uh if mike wasn't on this call it would have been an eight out of ten but because you're on the call it's a ten out of ten and that doesn't happen very often. It's actually quite rare. And I don't know if you heard me say it, but I was like, that advice is better than my advice. Ignore everything I've said up to this point. And everybody just kind of looked at me. <laughs> right on that way. Hey, you know what? We're, we're all, every once in a while, we'll, we'll throw one out that, that, that sticks. You know, this is how it works. Let's talk, dude. Let's talk about scale. And mm-hmm. I hate the word. I was going to say scale. scale. Yeah, that's that's the word right there, isn't it? It's the word. It's like everybody's like, in in fact, I make fun of people. I'm just a shit stirrer on Twitter. And if people aren't following me on Twitter, username is Taylor A. Welch. And you can go in there and you can see me just getting into catty little dramatic fights with people because it's fun when I'm on, you know, daddy duty on the weekends. Uh, but I posted this. I was like, 100K a month is not scale. Like, I don't know who needs to hear this, but 100K a month is not scale. And dude, you would have thought I just like was in the the most like, racist sexist craziest thing that anybody's ever said but people have this obsession with like they want to scale their company they want to scale their business and uh the thing is we have to understand what scale really means and in this episode we're talking about our consulting businesses scalable because there are a lot of people out there i won't name names but they're like yo you should build software because it's the only thing that's scalable it's like no 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 Every business model in and of itself is scalable if you follow the right process and the right sequence. But we'll start at the very top with the definition of scale. And I'll just throw my definition of scale out there and see what you think about it. But scale to me is the perfect equilibrium where you're having full market share without compromising value. Love it. That's my definition of scale. 
Scale can happen quickly. It can happen over the long haul. Most of the principles that we teach at the Wealthy Consultant, they fit into these models and frameworks. And so the one of those frameworks is the half-life of the business. It's however long it took for you to grow the business. Like we'll drop some things like this and people be like, I don't know what that means right now, but then they'll wake up at three in the morning on a Saturday and they'll be like, Oh my God, I understand what he was saying. You yeah, know, like it'll stick with bulb. you. Yep. The light bulb moment here is like that you whether you scale your business quickly or over the long arc of history kind of determines how long your company exists. So the short answer our consulting business is scalable is yes, absolutely, but you have to build them the right way. And so the rest of this episode is teaching you how to do them and how to build them in a way so that you don't cap out your bandwidth as a consultant. Would you agree with the contents of this episode thus far? Yes. In a word. Yes. That's I see deep. you have your note right there. That's in your notes. The answer was yes, that you have it. In your notes. <laughs> Hilarious. it <says> yes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We don't really have great notes on this. Um, by the way, are you, are you, uh, are you tracking Bitcoin right now? Um, I looked at it last night before I went to bed. Is it still just following the markets or what's going on? Is it, this is completely has nothing to do with this, but I, <laughs> I have CNBC on in my office. Okay, just squirrel like, moment just went straight over into the... the, the yeah, the markets are <laughs> popping. So I'm assuming Bitcoin is popping with it. Let me look, let me look. Now you got me all curious, I'm pulling up my charts. Guys, we're super sorry. We'll get back on track in just one second. Yeah, we, we've had a little bit of a rally. Um, yeah, nothing nothing crazy. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Back to consulting. Um, Mike Mike runs a, what do you call it? It's a research company uh, for just crypto technology, blockchain and, and the like. Anyways, the first thing that we've got to talk about when we talk about scale is supply and demand. A market is regulated by supply and demand. This is why when you look at the Federal Reserve, people are so up in arms right now about rates. Rates are going up. But what the Federal Reserve is doing is it's trying to control artificially supply and demand. When you raise the rates on money, it actually takes the supply of money and it constricts it because it's harder to get access to. It's harder to borrow. It's harder. Like people don't want to lend the money. And so the supply becomes constrained. It doesn't mean that there's not supply. It means that it's harder to get. Anytime that supply is either plummeting or it's being constricted, the demand is going to be what? Respond inversely. Demand is always inversely correlated with supply. And typically supply is inversely correlated with demand. I don't want to get too far into like, macroeconomics or you know Keynesian economics or anything crazy like that but the point of this this first point here is that a consulting business can only scale to the level that there is more demand than there is supply which means it's not actually a bad thing when you cap out on time or bandwidth because people are like look a software infinitely scalable and so they want to compare software to consulting. The cool thing about consulting is it's not infinitely scalable and the or it's not an infinite supply. And because it's not an infinite supply, one of the ways that you can work a scalable business model with consulting is through pricing. Because the supply goes down, demand goes up, 
your price is always a, a derivative of the supply and demand. And so we teach people this all of the time. Like, don't raise your prices if you're not capped out on the supply and therefore you have no control on the demand. But as your consulting grows and as your client results grow, you can scale a consulting business through pricing. And we've done this with our own companies. We'll take the pricing, we'll improve and, and, and enlarge the pricing based on how much demand is in the market. And you can see consulting businesses, you know, I, we have some brands in consulting that have done $20 million a year. We've had some that do $5 million a year. What's the difference is, and oftentimes it's the pricing and the supply demand around that pricing. Does it make sense? Totally. And this is something that I really liked about what we implemented with, you know, modern day consultant is throttling the, the flow, the onboarding flow so that we can first and foremost, maintain the level of high touch quality personalization that we offer. Um, yeah. So that, that obviously though, generates that high demand like you're talking about because it builds the wait list. The wait list is getting longer by literally by the month, every month. And so that, yeah, I just, I just really like that because it puts us in control. You know, we, we can actually control what we're bringing in and maintain, we're not uh, sacrificing quality just to try to meet demand. We're actually dictating what we're willing to offer the market and therefore prices can be accordingly uh, adjusted. Gotcha. Yeah, I agree. 100%. You want me to take the next one or you want to take it? I mean, I know you love products, man. I'll throw down a little bit, but but start start with that because I know that's a that's a sweet spot for you. So everything that you that people teach, and there's like so many layers to consulting. And this is why I really like it as a, uh, I think it's a great opportunity like for people who have expertise that has been demonstrated. They have some sort of skill set that has been demonstrated. It's like an easy way to get into working for yourself and be consulting because people pay for information and they've always paid for information and people will always pay for information. But when you can repeat the results that you create for people so many times that you know that it's your process that's, that's the underlying reason for the results, you can begin to productize. And so you take the things that you know, whether it's the things you know about food or the things you know about money or the things you know about cars. One of our, our my first clients from 2016, he ran a really, really good auto shop in mm. Nashville. And it was so good and it was so profitable because of the way he treated his customers, the way they did advertising. And to him, he thought it was normal and we connected. I was like, this is not normal at all. Like, bro, you have crazy stuff that you're doing to treat people and to have customer service and people never change. They'll never go to another person to fix their car. And so he started licensing his methods and his processes to other mechanics and other car shops. Wow. And now he's got one of the largest consulting companies for mechanics and auto repair and body shops in the world. Mm. And he literally has an event center like somewhere 20 minutes from here and it'll bring hundreds and hundreds of people in and they're just, they own auto repair shops and they want to know how to grow a real business through this guy's formulas and his models. And so what, that's a classic example of taking something that you just know how to do, but you don't exactly know that you know how to do it. You just do it and you productize it 
and you start putting it into a product that can then be distributed to tens of thousands of people. And all they need to do is consume the product. They learn the way you think, the way that you operate. They install that into their business or into their clinic. We have another client right now who has invented, and uh, I think she's working on patenting a new form of chiropractic for repro uh, women's reproduction and conception of children. And nobody knows how to do this except for her. And so she's productizing that and she's turning it into a formula. And that doesn't mean that you have to be egregious on like, you know, you're, she's not promising that people have children. She's teaching chiropractors how to properly run their clinic in a way that can transfer that result to their patients. There are so many ways that you can productize. And when you can nail productization, you're able to scale your business beyond yourself. And so a lot of people, you should, it would be worth it. This would be my advice is it would be worth it to slow down and take a weekend and really uncover why are you good at what you do? Why are you so talented? Why are you so good at sales or leadership or whatever it is that you're considering doing consulting in? Uh, Mike, why are you so good at systems? Why are you so good at tapping into processes for a market like you're the best process one of the best process guys that i've worked with why are you so good at it and when you do that you create models and you can create products and productization that can actually get results without someone having to be directly connected with you you know what i mean yeah 100 and this is you know this kind of ties into the conversation that we were having uh, yesterday with the mdc clients on our live call that we do each week and that was you know a lot of times people don't they fail to bring in some of their expertise because they just think it's normal. They're like, well, I, I've known that for years. That's no big deal. But you don't realize that there are literally thousands and thousands of people that have no idea about something that you would consider just a rote everyday, you know, habit even. I mean, there's consultants that will teach people how to like jump rope better. You know what I mean? And you could probably have a thriving business about how to jump rope better, but you just have to be able to productize it and just, you know, put it onto just demonstration. So it's amazing. Like, People come to us all the time, like, well, I don't, I don't know what I should do. Like, what should I sell? What should I make a product? You know, what's my offer? It's like, well, it's not our idea to come up with a good idea. It's about what does the market need? What are you good at? Blend the two. And there you go. You're good to go. Yeah. hundred percent jump rope. Wow. Who would have thought? I mean, seriously, dude, like, or go it, I mean, this is a little bit, well, it's still on topic, but I mean, go to like a, you know, they have like bottle cap collection conventions and stuff i mean think of the most obscure weird thing and there's an entire world built around it you know what i mean like people yeah. it's, it's wild it's a big world out there there's entire it is relations of different niches and interests and if you know something that you know i'm sure there's a whole lot of people out there that would love to know what you know and that's that's exactly what consulting is yeah i agree all right, the next one. This one's all you, dude. I'm gonna, you got to take this one. Codex. Well, you know me, man. I love charts. I love graphs. I love <clears> templates. <throat> so when we um, extracted the codex out of your brain and you put it into some simple form, which you know we're going visual here a little bit, but essentially the codex has three layers of productization, three layers of your business. And we talk about this in the Modern Day Consultant. We talk about this in the Wealthy Consultant model because what it does is it allows us to templatize our methodologies and our systems. So now we can extract what's in your head, what's your IP, your intellectual property, and help you to monetize that in the marketplace. 
And that can be a very vague thing. Like, well, what do I do? Do I just like, you know, write a book? Do I do videos? Do I do podcasts? Do I, I mean, there's so many different ways you can do that. And what the codex is, is it's a template. It's a format, a framework that allows us to take people's knowledge, skills, expertise, and put it into a template that gets them out into the marketplace in the most efficient way possible. So that's that's what the codex is. When you talk about the codex, that's what we're talking about. It's, it's a framework. It's a way of bringing IP to the marketplace in the most efficient, effective way possible. And uh, I love it because again, being a systems guy, I like fill in the blank type stuff. You know, okay, what do I got to do? Fill it in? Okay, I got it. And that's exactly what uh, what we have here with the codex. Yeah, and what we'll do is, is we'll actually, if you look in the show notes of this episode, um, there'll be a URL because we will publish all of these on the site on wealthyconsultant.com. And we'll just link up a picture of the codex so that you can see it. That might help people. Um, yeah. But we're we're real big, both of us and and our team, even like even Dane and the marketing and the pretty much everyone who runs this business. We're really big on not just coming up with random stuff, but looking at where are the problems that are showing up again and again, and how do we create frameworks and models to not only solve those problems but potentially just maybe prevent those problems. Because if a problem is showing up again and again and again, it's usually a pattern. And you can tell that it's a pattern because irregardless of age or gender or industry or whatever, it tends to just kind of be a bottleneck that needs to be fixed. And the codex is, I think, one of the most brilliant models that that we implement with clients and with students because it makes your business safe and it removes a lot of the risk exposure that is naturally uh, present when you're scaling a company. Should we talk about some of the risk real fast, or is that something we should save for another episode? Let's give them a taste. I mean, we, we could talk risk. That's a deep one, but let's, let's go, let's go top level. Cool. Okay. So what we'll do is, um, we'll do another episode on, uh, market cap because that's another model that we have mm. is just the presence. Like what is the market cap of a business? And we'll go deep into this, but the market cap of a, of a business, whether it's consulting or products or, or software or services or agency or whatever is, is the, um, is the point at which a business hits equilibrium. And that, that equilibrium is when the increase in profits or customers or revenues is no longer worthy of the increased risk exposure of growing that business. And so that's the market share of a company is when, you hit that equilibrium where growing the business past its certain its its current level incurs more risk than it does benefits. And we'll go into that and we'll talk about that. But one of the ways that you you can take that equilibrium and you can push it up and to the right. Some people, I was on Twitter this morning and there was someone who's actually really successful and I really respect him, but he was saying there's no point in growing a business beyond a million dollars a year. It's too risky. I was like, <laughs> oh, like wow. dude, you okay? You don't know what you're talking about. Was well, he desires a certain level of living, and I think he, but he doesn't. When you see someone doing that, what it means is they don't possess the requisite control over the business mm. to be able to grow a business without incurring extra risk. And so the codex splits everything around from from your attention to your demonstration to your monetization, and it creates diversity in the model. And it allows you to grow a business beyond a million, beyond 5 million, beyond 10 million, whatever your number is, 
without incurring risk that could really hurt your business in the future. And so that's just one of the ways that we use models here at this company and with our clients to help people kind of get past mental blocks, such as growing a business past a million dollars is too risky. That would be a mental block that comes from not having something like the codex. So we'll put a picture up on the site and people can see it. Any, um, any last words of wisdom or stage advice before we wrap up this episode? Oh man. Well, I mean, I think we've addressed the the concept and the question is a consulting business scalable. It absolutely is. If you have frameworks systems and then something we didn't really talk about, which I know we will in an upcoming episode is team, right? It's, it's about the team makes it scalable. It, it makes it accessible to more people. So we'll, we'll talk about team as well, but um, yeah, I love this one. We could go on for days. We won't, but um, I'll, I think we'll leave it at that. I think we nailed it, man. Um, but definitely they're going to want to see what the codex looks like. So if you're listening to this on audio, make sure you, you get to the, the visual, what the codex is. It, it could actually change your business. Just looking at this one chart. No joke. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Adios, everyone. Thanks for everything. See you soon. See you guys. 